I, I would have died on day one. Fucking people having to fucking sh- shit themselves while walking. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I could not imagine having to continue to try and walk with a big old duke in my freaking <laughs> jumper. Well, I would keep walking only, and let it go because you don't want to waste the, what is don't. it, two or three minutes that you get? Like, you literally only get like, what, three strikes and yeah. pop, pop, pop. Okay, it's been two and a half days since I freaking took a shit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use one of my strikes now. I would totally shit my pants. That's not what I would want to take a break for. I would totally do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm dropping a deuce in my pants. Hey, you just got to pull your pants down. You don't do it in the pants. You just, just pull pop. everything to the side as you're yeah. walking. It's like a horse. Do a little squat waddle. Just do a little squat waddle. You just got to maintain <laughs> like two miles an hour or whatever it is. The only reason I would stop is if I had the runs. Then I'd be like, okay, I've got to like, because no, I'm not going to soil my only pair of clothes. No, then you just aim it at the uh, at the opponents and slick them out <laughs> so that they stop and then you win. <laughs> I seriously thought an evening at the movies again. This is killing me. I don't know why. I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. Anyway, it's like going to be a running joke, but I keep actually wanting to do it. So, and this because is you love an evening at the movies more than you love the sip list. Mm. Okay. Keep telling yourself that, sweetheart. <laughs> hey. Just kidding. Whatever gets me through the night. Hey. Yeah. Me too. Uh, speaking of that, well, I guess we have to get to our drinking later. Okay, so uh, this is the sip list, and I'm Amanda, and I am joined by Casey, per the usual. But we have a Yay. special first-timer tonight. I'm so excited. It's Kevin! Hello, and welcome to the sip list. <laughs> Thank you. That was a very good impression of my puberty voice in the last episode. <laughs> um. You may all know of Kevin as the Kevin who uh, we frequently discuss when we're talking about the Princess Bride because we broke his heart with our four out of five stars. So, all right. Well, Kevin, since you're it's your first time here, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a, a listener of uh, the Pod Fam casts. Uh, I've uh, found the podcasts because I listened to the Overlook podcast by Tim and Dewey which is an amazing podcast, along with The Sip List. I started to listen to, and I listened to the Midwest Horror Co. Uh, that was an amazing one, too, with Joey. And, of course, in the evening at the movies when that came along, I listened to that as well. So I've been following along with all you guys, and I've been having fun with y'all. You've been a very yeah. loyal friend of hey, all the Hey, we're shows. happy to have you, too. Yay! I'm, I'm excited. You've definitely been very engaged and i appreciate that because sometimes i'm like does anybody care about what i'm posting on the stuff and of course what i'm talking about like no no no, whatever i'm not trying to get five million people well because even like on the an evening at the movies group page it's like i see all the when i post x number of people have seen but then there's only really like three or four people that actually engage in discussion and kevin is usually one of them so yay 
Hats off, Kevin. Thank you very much for being involved. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having podcasts for me to listen to. Oh, you are welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Um, so I'm going to tell people what we're doing tonight. Um, first of all, Casey is recording a podcast. Listen, fucker. (laughs) Sipping. Sipping. Listen here. I about had enough of your freaking attitude tonight. So tonight we are honoring the amazing Stephen King, who we are all gigantic fans of. And we are going to count down our top five favorite Stephen King adaptations. Um, movies i guess we're not comparing to the books so these are just going to be based on the movies themselves what? and uh hey yo we just had a loud freaking thunder roar right over the freaking top of the house awesome that's exciting um my house got struck by lightning two years ago and it was not fun <laughs> that's because you live in a fucking vampire castle mm. Well, a, a house, mm-hmm. a street away from me got struck by lightning and burned to the ground. So I always get scared whenever it storms down. <laughs> when I was young, my brother was showing my brother and I lightning out in the, we were in the porch and then lightning struck the driveway literally right in front of us, knocked my brother and I right on our ass. <laughs> oh my God. I vaguely remember it. Like it was, my dad says the story all the time. I just like, I was young, but holy shite. That's traumatizing. Right? <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah, that gets a little scary. Um, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, you know what? Speaking of weather, when I took my nap today, I had a dream that it was snowing in Texas. And I was in my car and I was going to the store and there was snow everywhere. Like it just came out of nowhere and there was ice. But my car temperature thing still said like 83 degrees. <laughs> that sounds so nice. Like freaking out. <laughs> That's like the nice part about like being able to like when I used to ski, like skiing when it's warm out and there's snow. So you like barely even have to have any layers on, but you can still go skiing down a hill. That was nice. Where do you live, by the way? I live in Skansen. What's Skansen? Skansen. With all the cheese. The beer cheese state with all the cows. Our cows are happier than California's cows. I'll tell you what. (laughs) Wow. That was perfect. Um. What's crazy is that people there actually talk like that. I didn't realize. Oh, we I, do. I, uh, well, that was Canadian. <laughs> oh, don't you know? Yeah, we broke, we're kind of from Fargo too, don't you know? <laughs> I didn't realize. Like, I thought that was always really over dramatized until I watched Making a Murderer, and I was like, okay, I know this is serious, but these people all sound like cartoon characters. Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous watching Fargo or any of those shows. Like they mm-hmm. overemphasize it, but sometimes it is like accurate. Like there are people that do talk that emphasize this area. Yeah. It's great. I love that accent. Southern accents are like that too. I I think a lot of times they are over overdone, but also depending on where you go, there are people that sound exactly like that. So you never know. <laughs> well, then you got Joey. Yeah. With his fake southern accent. No, I'm just kidding. As Tim would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, he is from Ohio. He's deep in the heart of the South. In well, his heart. Yeah, exactly. He's deep in the heart of the South in Ohio. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ohio is nowhere near the South. What you got there, Kevin? The hot chocolate? Tea? Cocaine? 
All of the above. Oh, nice. Good combo. I like it. Yeah, it's tasty. All right. So then since we're on that, what are you drinking out of your adorable owl mug? This is uh, some hot chocolate mixed nice. with horchata. Ooh. What, what is horchata? Well, you know, or wait, no, I didn't mean horchata. I've already been pre-gaming, so I'm messing up my words already. So <laughs> it's hot, hot chocolate with marshmallows mixed with rum chata. Rum oh, chata is horchata. Yes. Rum chata, it, well, rum chata is horchata mixed with rum. Horchata is like a rice, milk, cinnamon beverage. Okay, so rum chata is the thing that tastes like cinnamon toast crunch, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've had is that. Is that mixed with hot chocolate? That sounds delicious. Try it. It's good. It, is it cold in Wisconsin? Right now? Not really. Oh, like, okay. No, it's not cold yet. That's okay. I drink hot drinks when it's not cold. I was just curious. We drink cold drinks when it's freaking cold here. Well, Me too. Let's just say I haven't drank an alcohol in like years. I never drink alcohol. I just figured since I'm on the sip list, I'll drink one <laughs> of the forms of alcohol that I know I do like the taste of. Well, okay, now Kevin's just trying to fucking do me up now at this and, point because Kevin, there is no pressure. And he's going to sip. That totally throws off my ratio of sipping. <laughs> yeah, it's been years. <laughs> what will happen when Kevin drinks a glass of hot chocolate mixed with rum chata? Stay tuned. One sip later. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. But seriously, I know that we joke about it, but in all seriousness, you do not have to drink alcohol on this show. I do, but I I told you that I was going to do it no matter what. Okay, well you're a good. It's no pressure. (laughs) Tim drinks tea, so it's all right. I don't not drink alcohol. I don't completely not drink alcohol. There's no specific reason I don't. I just don't really like the taste of most of it, and I don't. That's cool. The taste, the feeling of being drunk, isn't really my game. That's cool. What, whatever whatever twists your knickers. Casey, what do you have? I have, as I showed you guys earlier, my big 7-Eleven Slurpee cup that has um, Seahawk icon Tyler Lockett on the side. Nice. And it is full of rum and, well, we're calling it rum and Coke, but the cola of choice is the preferred cola in Pepsi, the choice of a new mm. generation. Okay. Thanks. We're both doing rum. Yeah. I don't like rum with Pepsi. I feel like it. Well, first of all, I guess I, I like Pepsi, but I have to be in the mood for it, but I prefer rum with Coke. I think because it's not as sweet rum and Coke with some, uh, some lime. We use the sweet lime juice. It's good, but yeah, that's awesome. Good for you. <coughs> I am sorry. No Quiet. coughing. I know. Well, so it is getting better. I've been on this steroid inhaler for like a week now, and it's it's sort of helping. Oh, I just had a nasty yeah, sickness, and I've still been coughing and whatnot from it. Me too. I have not been able to get rid of it, and it's I have like allergy induced asthma, so I think that's why it like it always takes forever to stop coughing, and yeah, it just doesn't work for me. Well, right now I am finishing off a glass of. Um, <laughs> Oak Leaf Cabernet, which is the basically two buck chuck of Walmart. If if you know about two buck chuck from Trader Joe's, it's not very good, but I had it and I was like, I'll just finish it off. But after that, I am going to have just a little bit of um, bubbly Andre extra dry because that's what I do around here. Um, I, nice. I 
been trying not to drink alcohol the past few days, so I've barely had any, but I was like, you know, I'm going to do it. Why not? Is that the whole BP thing? Yes, and the I need to lose weight thing because I have a beach trip in 47 days. <laughs> and I just need to lose weight. But yeah, I's, I'm having a, a old person talk, having a little bit of a blood pressure scare right now. So I am trying to be as good as possible. I'm hoping it's just stress related because my blood pressure is the one thing that's always been stable. And I'm going to be pissed if that changes because seriously. So anyway, yeah. Right. All right. So. We're going to do our top five, but first we have to do some sip lips. So Yay. trademark 2021. <laughs> oh, by the way, Kevin, your comment about that. I <laughs> laughed so freaking hard. And then I sent it to David and he laughed so freaking hard. Oh my God. I laughed so hard when you said it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, he just lost another one. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, that was a, uh, that was hilarious. Um, poor David, but actually, so um, he, David is my friend from Mortal Kombat who was just on um, the SIP list. And I was on Mortal Kombat. We're in the middle of a bracket for best sports movie. And um, yay, because remember the Titans has made it to the quarterfinals. And uh, David's pick of Cool yeah, Runnings has also defense, made it. It's going to get tough the rest of the way, though, looking at what's left on the I, bracket. I agree. But this week I'm up against Bring It On. If anybody picks Bring It On over Remember mm-hmm. the Titans, they're stupid now full disclosure i love bring it on i think that movie is awesome cheerleading is a sport and it is grueling but there's no way bring it on is a better sports movie than remember the titans well, and realistically of the what eight movies left i love all eight <laughs> of them so me too each round that you keep going into it's going to be harder and harder to keep clicking on remember the titan yes no offense Love you, well, co-host, but not not this week. But it's getting so, harder and harder to click on Remember the Titans. I think it was harder last week when I went up against Space Jam. I would call Space. I would, and I only won by six votes, by the way. So um, four of those were probably Makes mine. Me glad that I actually did. <laughs> I probably would have pulled the gen on that bracket. Yeah, exactly. I pulled the gen on that bracket. Yeah. So, um, but yes. So David has cool running the new but- the new the new soup the new Space Jam right. You're fired. <laughs> straight face, you're so straight. fired. Get out of just here. Straight face. I, I realize you're 30, that you're just a baby, but hey, I know. grew up with Space Jam, OG Space Jam. <laughs> um, no. Um, what did that what's I say? David's David has cool <sighs> runnings and it's still in the game, but this week it's up against Dodgeball. And I think I'm gonna have to pull a gin on that one because I just I love cool runnings. I've voted for it every round, but I just think Dodgeball is a better sports movie. See, this is going to be the round he gets out. Yeah. So, yes, everybody, please go um, to moralcombatpod.com slash vote and vote for this week's picks. And if you're not going to vote for Remember the Titans over Bring It On, just don't vote. Just vote for, uh, um, uh, what did you what did you say he was going up against? Uh, dodgeball. Just vote for Dodgeball and the one that you're going against. Make sure if, you vote for those ones. If you vote, you have to pick, you have to vote for all all the choices so just vote for remember the titans just be a good friend don't pull what jen did that's all i'm saying sip libs sip libs so there weren't really i couldn't find any in the at the last minute stephen king related but i actually think this is going to be more special and exciting we are going to do a princess bride themed sip libs 
And I think it's only fitting since, you know, we we broke Kevin's heart and then put it back together with our rating of the Princess Bride. How uh, could you? I know. I'm sorry. Hey, you live, you learn, you adjust your expectations. Um, but we all love this movie. So I think this is going to be fun. And um, yeah, it's OK. <laughs> wait, it's a, solid, it's a solid four out of five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so I am going to let Kevin start, and I'll just go back and forth between you guys, and then we'll see what happens. So, Kevin, give me a plural noun. Throbbing members. Oh, yeah, coming out of the gate hot. I like it. Okay, Casey, plural noun. Boobs. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Boobs make the world go round. Actually, I want to play too. So I'm going to do the next one. Adjective. Got to go with certifiably fuckable. That's what I would have said if it would have been me. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I mean, you have to. Okay. Um, Kevin, another plural noun. Um, I'm going to go with uh, one that was already been on the show. Weenuses. Weenuses. Like the friend's weenus or like the elbow thing? The elbow thing. Okay, good. Or, you know, whatever. Um, Casey, a noun, plural noun, starting with R. A plural noun starting with R. That was very specific. Yeah. Right? This is going to be fun. Because <laughs> that's not putting me on the... F- rubbers. like the the boots or like condoms (laughs) Uh, that's a northern thing right certain movie that isn't that a northern thing people calling uh boots rubbers or is that a maybe it's a northeastern thing because i remember the first time i heard that i was like were they talking about rubbers and they were talking about boots and i was like rain boots and i was like oh okay <laughs> I feel like i've heard the term before just not locally for my okay but i think it's probably Maybe. northeastern we could ask dewey and tim okay yeah, it's not northwest and it's not north midwest so it has to be those freaking yahoos up in new england it must be because it's definitely not a southern thing okay for me a noun starting with s Ha ha. Isn't so easy now, is it? How about... This isn't dirty, but I'm going to say septum. It can be. Yeah, exa- everything can be. That's <laughs> Grandma's chicken salad. <laughs> That's from Friends, Kevin. Sorry. Okay. I, I will. All Friends references will go right over my head. Okay. All right. I watched okay. it when I grew up, but I don't remember any of it. <laughs> it was Joey talking about I can't remember what she said. And Rachel's like, how did you manage to make that dirty? And he's like, you can make anything dirty. And he's like, grandma's chicken salad. (laughs) Yes, that does sound familiar. (laughs) Okay, uh, Kevin, verb ending in I-N-G. Sexing. Yeah. Okay. To use not normal words. Okay. Casey, an adjective. Huge. Hmm. With an H, not a Y. Thank you, because I was like, I am not going to say it like that. Okay. Huge. Silly name. I'm going to say cockadoody. Yes. <laughs> cockadoody car. Oh, dirty bird. That's better. 
Can I use that? I'm They're both great. They're both great. <laughs> all that, all of Annie's lines yeah. are just great. <laughs> Everything Annie says. Okay, you know what? I am going to say cockadoody because I'm hoping that you'll say that for the next one. Animal. I would. Uh, uh, dirty bird. Yes. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> cockadoody. Okay. Uh, Casey, verb ending in ing. Licking. Mm-hmm. Adjective, that's for me. I'm going to say ginormous. Have you seen these toilets? They're ginormous. Okay. Kevin, a Spanish name. Alejandro. Oh, yeah. Alejandro, Alejandro. Okay, I have to stop having a comment for everything. Uh. Spanish name. I have a feeling I know where this is yeah. going. <laughs> Who's the Spaniard? I'm sorry. Okay, Casey, a noun. Sorry, I'm laughing about the next one. <laughs> Pink. Okay. Pink? Taint. Taint. Oh, okay. I was like, pink's not a noun. Got it. <laughs> the next one's for me, and it's a number. Obviously, we're going to say four. <laughs> How in the hell did you freaking plan that? I, wonder, <laughs> I know. I wonder if I could say four out of five if it would make sense. I'm going to. And if it doesn't work, then I'll just change it to four. Yeah. Okay. All right. Verb ending in ED, Kevin. Exhausted. Mm-hmm. Good one. Okay. Casey, an adjective. Cocky. Okay. Adjective. I'm going to say amorous. Love that word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kevin, occupation. Fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say fluffer? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's occupation. Uh, Casey, you know what you know what a fluffer is, right? Mm-hmm. Urban Dictionary, it real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, but first, give me a noun. Casey, I've no, I know you've watched porn. You have to know what a fluffer is. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> say I didn't know what it was. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm not a moron. <laughs> what am I giving you a noun? <laughs> that was a good impression. Yes, a noun. Moron. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ooh, government position. Hmm. <laughs> That's somebody's position. Hmm. Let me think. I'm going to say Secretary of Education. All right, Kevin, verb ending in ED. Sucked. Mm. And last one, Casey, a noun. Make it a good one. Testicles. Hmm. I'm going to say testicle because it's not a plural noun. Okay. Okay. This is going to be fun. I'm excited. (laughs) If I can get through it. (coughs) Sorry. All right. Princess Bride. 
Return to a time when men were throbbing members and swamps were boobs. Certifiably fuckable swamps, that is. Full of lightning weenuses and rubbers of unusual septum. <laughs> Lagoons were inhabited by sexing eels. And the most huge woman in the world was named Cockadoody. Well, it's a bent dirty bird tale, <laughs> complete with all the fencing, licking, escapes, and ginormous accents you'd expect, <laughs> including such unique folks as Alejandro, who has dreamt his whole taint of finding the four out of five finger man who exhausted his father. <laughs> it works perfect. <laughs> That's great. Oh my God, it worked. That was perfect. Oh my God. Um, okay. He's dreamt his whole taint of finding the four out of five fingered man who exhausted his father and his cocky sidekick, Fezzik. And don't forget the amorous miracle man, Max. Blonde cockadoody loves Wesley, a poor fluffer. <laughs> I don't think fluffers are poor. <laughs> but when he's captured by morons, she's a chosen evil secretary of education. Humper, oh. She is chosen by evil Secretary of Education Humperdinck to be his princess bride. Along the way, she gets <laughs> sucked by the dread moron Roberts. <laughs> the Spaniard gets his wish and Humperdinck turns out to be a testicle. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. Well, I'd give that five out of five sip lib stars. <laughs> right? Five out of five sips. I give it a good four out of five fingers. Okay, good. <laughs> wow. I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> that was uh, Princess Cockadoody. Gotta love it. All right. Good times, you guys. That was awesome. Yay. So um, I know that, you know, we all, I think Casey and I obviously know each other a little better than we each know Kevin, but we all talk on on the Facebook and stuff, and we all love King. So let's we make no Kevin. Yeah, no, we know Kevin doesn't like the number four. Shit, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Kevin loves the number four, just not when it's linked to the Princess Bride. You do not offend the Princess Bride. The Princess Bride will own you all. That's probably a very true story, actually. Um, okay, so we're going to make our predictions of how many we think we'll have in common. And Kevin, I'm going to let you go first. How many do you think you'll have in common with me? And how many do you think you'll have in common with Casey? Um, I'm out on a limb here, but I'm going to say one with you, maybe two with Casey. I'm not 100% sure on that. Interesting. Okay. But I know at least one with him. Okay pretty sure that one with you maybe too okay casey what about you so before i give this number um i want to preface this with the fact that if you are a devoted listener to my podcast you've already heard me refer to my top five favorite king movies of all time and for the sake of argument if um there has been been a movie done on my show it will not be on my top five list tonight so i'm sorry what oh okay you well then heard... you cannot drop that on us oh right. that is a that is a drop bomb to drop 
So if you've covered a movie on an evening at the movies during Stephen King birthday bonanza fucking month, it's not going to be in your top five. Um. Well, I I did not say that. Oh. Okay. Repeat what you said. <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to make sure I word this correctly. Okay. We all know what Casey's five favorites are, being the one that Jen and I did, the one you Don't and give I did. It away. Both oh, of the okay. I know. I'm just saying the one you Jen did, the two you and I did, and what was it? The one <laughs> right. I did a solo on last week. So you're saying those so are gonna be on your list. Those won't be on okay. my list. That changes things there a little. One of those one of the my top five is on my list, though. Okay. So if you know, that will be somewhere in the list, whether it's one, two, three, four, or five. Okay. Other well, than that, the, there are other movies that have been done during September that okay. potentially could be on my list as well. Okay. So, Kevin, just, would you like to change your uh, guess based on that? I'm going to pop it down to one. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, probably not a bad idea. Um. I just didn't want to. I've been beating to death the whole idea of my top five favorite kings for the majority of this year, and gotcha. I didn't want to just basically come on and be repeating myself. So I wanted to kind of sort of give credit to some of the other great adaptations that have been done. Okay. So, not trying to throw monkey wrenches in anybody's program, but no, that just changes the way we make our predictions. That's all. So that's cool. Yeah. So what are your predictions then? uh, I was going to make the joke that um, Kevin and I will probably have four out of five. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long shot. um, Especially with my list. My list is all over the place. I like it. Yeah, no, that totally was a pure joke. I'm Mm -hmm. probably going to go with one with kevin and maybe two with you queenie okay um depending upon where you go with yours okay possibly two i think one for sure with me and kevin and i i if we don't both have it or if you don't have it i'll be disappointed um maybe two casey i'm gonna say two so. I can guarantee you there's one on my list that if you don't have, you are not welcome back on an evening at the movies ever again. Good luck finding a co-host as good as me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold on. We're going to pop the champagne. Maybe. That wasn't very, that was very anticlimactic. All right. Kevin, since you're the newbie. <laughs> We're going to let you go first. What's your number five? So my number five is one that I thought I was going to have in common with Casey. It's one that should be higher on the list probably, but it's uh, it's got a color in the name. It's one that's been covered on the show. It's got a duration of distance. (laughs) I got it. But yeah, it's uh, uh, it's the Green Mile, and uh, it's an emotional film. It's uh, Michael mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan's performance. I mean, oh, come yeah. on, like they can't can't beat that. Absolutely. Well, no, and even like Jen and I talked about on that episode. I have never seen Cider House Rules, so I can't necessarily judge it. 
but oh my fucking God, Michael <laughs> Clark Duncan got robbed at the Academy Awards that year. That was his freaking award, and they ripped it away from him and gave it to freaking Michael Caine. But it's Michael Caine. I mean, I get it. I'm with you, but it's Michael Caine. It is freaking... It is Michael Clark Duncan in the role that defined him. I don't care. I, mean, I loved him in Armageddon, and then I loved him in a couple of other things, but John Coffey is Michael Clark Duncan, and yeah, yeah. I have never really seen many performances as powerful as his in that. Like it, it stuck with me as a child. I saw it when I was young, and I actually haven't seen it since I was young. But like that movie stuck with me through my entire life. Like I remembered so Aww. many scenes from that, and it was just like a powerful movie. Yeah, it's well, so it, good. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I've seen the movie hundreds of times, and still to this day, his final scene in that movie, I still freaking ugly cry during. Mm-hmm. I care how many times I'm that's how good I mean and it wasn't just Michael Clark Duncan that made that scene it was Tom Hanks and it was everything everybody else everything but I mean it was the perfect storm and Frank Darabont literally put the right ingredients in the stew to make mm-hmm. the most savory stew in the world I probably should actually have it higher on the list now that I'm looking at some of my other ones, but I made this list super quick at work. Hey, whatever, you know. Um, so full disclosure, I did not put the Green Mile on my list only because I did this as my... <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Casey's giving me the evil eye. Here's the thing. If we're going top five best critically acclaimed finest films... Green Mile's easily probably at least number one or two on my list. But I went with my favorites as in the ones that I can watch over and over and over. I can't do that with the Green Mile. It's it it's an amazing movie, but it's it's so much emotionally for me that it's not it's not my favorite, not because it's not an amazing movie, but because I'm trying to be less of an emotional cutter, okay? <laughs> Oh, reading that book was so emotional oh, too when i went and read the book like that was an experience like that execution scene like Ooh. i was i had i had so many emotions during that scene it was not fun i haven't read it yet but i have it so i'm ready oh to. it's such a good book oh my god that is all right well good good Marty. choice kevin i i now i'm anxious to hear your other ones but these lists are all about personal whatever this is we are not doing the top five what we think should be the considered the best. We are doing our top five favorites. So mm-hmm. no judgment. Casey, what's your number five? So my number five, I would like to tip my hat back to a recent episode of The Sip List that you, me, and Mrs. Higgins recorded together where we were talking about our favorite back to school school movies i don't remember exactly what the title was you know where i'm going with yeah i do know where you're going with this because it's the one that you thought you and i would have in common but we didn't have in common because my freaking old man brain didn't go there whatever but it is the classic king movie carrie yay Classic. Not shitty freaking made for TV remake, not oh the surprisingly interesting remake with Chloe Grace 
however you pronounce her last name. I think it's Moritz. Mortez, Mortz, whatever. Moretz. And, and Julianne Moore, Jesus. She's so good. But yeah. That no, was Julianne Moore? Yeah. I, I've seen movies that like Julianne her. Moore has not been good in. Like what? Um, have you seen Hannibal? Oh. But that movie is just weird. I don't think she, her performance was bad. That movie is just weird. I don't know. Okay, fine. Continue. I think she, I think she overly tried to. Yeah. But, either, I could, you know, anyway. <laughs> number five refers to the original Sissy Spacek classic. Yeah. With, you know, everybody in it. And let's be honest. Everybody, if you're listening to this, should know the plot to the movie, but mm-hmm. it's a often bullied teenage girl in high school who develops telekinetic powers and ultimately is bullied to the point where by the end of the movie, she snaps and ultimately ends up killing 98.7% of the <laughs> school population. Yep. They deserved it. They did. She fucked those people up. All right, maybe they didn't all deserve it, but I no, mean... they all deserved it. <laughs> I, I don't and blame I probably her. Probably would have given a better plot description, but I mean, it's a pretty simple. I mean, I mean if you, you say Carrie at the bullied... Carrie at the prom, everybody knows what you're talking about. Oh yeah, blood. Well, everyone. It's been in so many things. Haven't seen the movie. If you haven't seen the movie, you know what happened because it's a pop culture. Yeah. iconic movie moment yeah totally I think, I think it's been referenced in literally every show ever yeah it's somebody's always talking about it and it's a great revenge movie it's a and it's it's a cautionary tale like that's kind of why i like the newer remake because i feel like you could show it to obviously it's not like really a cautionary tale but kind of i mean like don't fucking bully people this is what'll happen to you yeah. don't be an asshole god people are assholes but Yes, Carrie is on my list. Um, I on your five or honorable mention list? It's on my five, but I haven't ranked it yet. I'm having a really hard time with this, y'all. Like, really hard time. I'm not going to. I I have moved around and shifted um, every one of my five. Anything on my top five final has not been 100% locked into that spot the whole freaking time. Everything yeah. has moved around with the well. No, one exception okay. has been locked in and not moved at all, ever. Other than that, the other four movies have shifted around like freaking. <laughs> um, well, Carrie's on. I'm gonna go ahead and call Carrie my number five, and not because it's my least favorite, but you know, um, since we're already talking about it and I haven't fully figured out my list, we'll just knock it out. Um, yeah. That way we keep it flowing to where one of us isn't done well before the other ones. Like <laughs> we had that issue in the past, the last couple episodes. Yeah. Kevin, did you yeah. have this one? No, I did not have that one, okay. but I, I remember the movie. Like it was, it was powerful. It was great, but it didn't make my list. Gotcha. That's cool. All right. Well, so my number five is Carrie as well and agree with everything you said. And yeah, Sissy Spacek is just... I mean, she's phenomenal. I, she's done so many good things, and I just wish she's done more. I mean, Coal Miner's Daughter, holy crap, that's a good movie. Uh-huh. 
and even in four christmases the the weird sexual mom like she's so funny (laughs) i love her so yeah good choice okay kevin what's your number four did we do your number oh wait we did do your. yeah my number five was carrie number five was carrie uh my number four uh is actually kind of tied uh only because I had my list figured out the other day and then I watched a movie the other day and that movie made it into my list. So the one that was originally on there was uh, Storm of the Century. Mm. Give me what I want and I'll go away. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, you haven't? It's, no, uh, I need it's, to. It's like if a Stephen King book was made into a movie. Uh, like it just it felt like a perfect like adaptation of his Steve oh, King book gotcha, into a movie okay. just because like he wrote the screenplay so like nice. it was just super satisfying in that way I've only seen that movie recently like it's not like a nostalgic one for me but like it just seemed like a perfect King movie for like his his literature going into the film world nice okay it's a King written movie like your number one choice that we already know what it is so blah 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 blah, blah. what we know what your number one choice is and we know who wrote your number one choice so you might think you know oh i know what i know (laughs) okay don't know what they know sorry it's from hamilton okay so storm of the century so did you knock the other one off the list or did you just tie two together at number four no no well i tied number two to four because number the other number four that i needed to get on my list somewhere would probably be uh stand by me like, yeah, I just watched it for the first time in my life yesterday, and oh Aww. my god, that was amazing! That was a that was a like like you guys said in the podcast, a perfect coming of age film. Like yes, like I didn't even realize what I was watching John Cusack in it. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like I recognized Corey instantly. Mm-hmm. Well, I Corey adore is John like Cusack. Everybody knows freaking Corey. I know, like that's he's just got the face that you just instantly know. Yeah. But yeah, and John Cusack didn't remind me of old. Yeah, the voice too. And River <laughs> Phoenix. Oh God. Anyway. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Also, so also Will Patton, like the narrator of some great Stephen yes. King audiobooks. Like Will Will Patton audiobooks. is just amazing at everything. Like I love him. All right. Okay. Well, those are good choices, and um, I guess I'll just go ahead and say that Stand by Me is also on my list. Let's go ahead and call it my number four, just to because I'm still trying to figure out this list. So let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Just for efficiency. Four. Yeah. Ironically, know. it would have been in the number four spot on mine if I hadn't. Really? That's interesting. That's higher I than I expected, or lower than I expected, however you word it. Lower, yeah. I would have expected it to be number two behind Green Mile. Same. Yeah. Stand by me. If you haven't seen it, uh, go um, see it. It's amazing. I think we all agree Stand By Me is an incredible movie, and I'm so glad you finally watched it, Kevin, and that it tugged at your heartstrings, your your 30-year-old heartstrings. <laughs> it was so beautiful and emotional, and I cried when they cried. <laughs> and obviously, Casey and I grew up on it, so it hits us, you know, in our nostalgic, in nostalgic feels. Yep. But yeah, River I wish Phoenix I saw it when crying, I was younger. I mean, yeah, I just will never, never get over that. I know that was that was powerful. That was that was that got me. Yeah. Well, and the fact that for the most part, ninety eight percent of that novella goes almost word for word with mm-hmm. the movie, 
with a few small exceptions, but not anything that gets left out in the movie makes that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read it yet. Wise. Oh, it's good. I have it. I just haven't like my. I have so many King books I still have not read. And uh, audiobooks, I, audiobooks saved my life. See, I. I have time at work. I literally work ten hour shifts, and I can listen to audio the whole time. It and that's my problem. Easy. I can't do that. All right, Casey. What's uh? What's your number four? My number four is actually going to i will reveal it and i will let you two debate as to which one it is okay but my number four movie is a movie that has not been done on an evening at the movies and was the basis of the very first ever trivia challenge on the sip list between you and mr arnold Oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> my uh, number four movie is The Shining. I'm gonna go ahead and say the the Kubrick version because not many people are as passionate as Tim is about the other one. Even though I love the other one. I like snow. I like snow. I like, I like snow. snow. <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> I don't even know how that. One song of goes. you was right. One of you was right. I thought it we... would be the 1997. The Weber version? Nice. Oh, it's so good. I love you it. You said we were leaving the TV ones off. I did I... one. No, I said if we left the TV ones off, my list would be ruined. Okay, I read that the other way because now I've got to did rework. I, I well, might have no, worded it's, it freaking It's too wrong. late now. Okay. All right. All right. I'm with you. Oh, that totally throws my one that I thought you and I would have in common out the freaking window. Um, I wouldn't have put that in my top five anyway. So, sorry. I like it, but I don't like it that much. It's very satisfying to have a more accurate adaptation of the book <laughs> than the Kubrick version. Right. And Weber. Weber's... Yeah. I, I'm... I'm not going to 100% bash the Kubrick version like other people will. Oh, I and I'm not necessarily directing it directly at Tim. I'm okay. I'll direct it at King himself. King hates the freaking Kubrick version like there's no tomorrow. And I won't necessarily hate it, but I don't think it's a quality adaptation of his book. It's an imaging. It's Kubrick, Kubrick, Kubrick works by imagery, so he made an yeah. imagining of it. Like he focuses on imagery more than story. That's what I get out of Kubrick. Yeah. He's amazing at it. He's phenomenal. But I mean, was. shit. Have you seen Clockwork Orange? My God, oh, that movie looks like it was made like, tomorrow, now, and it came out then. Orange. Yeah. I mean, like he had Kubrick high definition before is... high definition existed. Right. <laughs> right. The miniseries isn't a hundred percent faithful to the book, and let's Nothing be honest is. Most, Nothing is. yeah yeah most movies aren't and well and even for the most part there's parts of the 97 miniseries that it's like okay well that's 100 percent cheesy not mm-hmm. going to name any certain parts of a graduation scene at the end of the movie <laughs> i enjoyed it for the fact that for me like we were saying kubrick definitely took his own spin with his version 
And mm-hmm. to me, the 97 miniseries kind of sort of brought it back to, I think, what, especially King as the writer of the book was more hoping for all the way back when Kubrick took over. I am. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I think the miniseries was a lot more faithful to the book and I liked it. Um, kissing, kissing. I, <laughs> that's what I've been missing. That is so just fucking cheesy. That was my problem with it. They that's only said it even, like 30 times. In and the it's movie. not even in the book. Like, I know. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, that's what I was saying about the graduation scene at the yeah, end of the movie. Like, <laughs> the whole him staring off into the crowd, kissing, kissing, that's what I've been missing. And roll the freaking, I'm like, oh my God, is that not the easiest ending ever in a freaking movie? Yeah. So, yeah, I would not have put that in my top five. And actually, um, well, we'll 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 get there. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Definitely more faithful to the book, but... I don't know. It's, it's a little too much cheese for my taste to be one of my top five favorites. Top of the notch CGI graphics. <laughs> I, I like snow. <laughs> I like cheese. Hey, that's my job. I'm the one from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. The Badgers. <laughs> well, we got the Badgers and we got the we got the Green Bay Packers here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you yeah. Know. I forgot about they're, them. <laughs> they're a world right now and people love their Packers. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone's I, a cheese head at heart. Hey, I have one of those cheese head things. Like I said, everyone's a cheese head at heart. You're My a... husband bought it when he went to a game in Green Bay. <laughs> you got the spirit. Yeah. Good for you. You. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. Word. You. 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 <laughs> All right. So I think we already established my number four was. Stand by Stand me. By me. <laughs> Stand by me. Oh, so good. Would you stand? That song was stuck in my head all last night. Oh, it's so good. All right. So now we're on to Kevin's number three. My number three, I got two words to say. One of them is an animal. And one of them is something that comes out of the body. Is it cat's eye? No. Oh. I haven't seen cat's eye. Oh, nah. okay. No, nah, it's a movie that starts off normal. Seems like it's a normal movie. And all of a sudden, bam, shit weasels. What? Shit weasels. Why do I not know what this is? Have you not seen Dreamcatcher? I have not seen Dreamcatcher. Have neither of you seen Dreamcatcher? One time. I got it's hated. It's, time. it's hated. People hate it. People hate the book. People hate the movie. I love both. I love the ridiculousness of it. And I also just loved uh, the premise of how uh, lame the alien is. It seems like it's super, or the virus or whatever. It seems like it's the super scary virus, the whole movie, until you realize that literally just a slightly higher temperature climate will defeat it. And <laughs> like, that's literally all it takes to defeat the, so I just loved how lame it was at the end. Like, let me just turn up the heater just two degrees and there you go. Pretty much. <laughs> also just shit weasels. Like, it's so great. Is, is, okay. So is shit weasel like an actual thing or is shit weasel so like a, like it's a virus? It's a it's a virus that infests you, and it grows in your stomach, and then you eventually just shit it out, and it just blasts thing everywhere. Like there's some ridiculous scenes, like that are like it's like ridiculous and horrifying and grotesque at the same time, like with the bathroom Uh and whatnot. Like it's a such a plethora of emotions just from one scene. 
<laughs> it's like a slither like have you ever seen slither i have yeah that's a ridiculous Ugh. movie kind of like uh i feel like Dreamcatcher touches notes kind of like that movie touched interesting but like okay. king also the mind cabinets there's a uh, premise that he brought into that movie called mind cabinets it's in the book too and i just love the concept of it where like they're going through the brain and like going through like cabinets and like uh storage rooms and shit that's in something else is it yeah, dr like- sleep I think it was in something else. I don't remember which one, but I'm pretty sure it was in a different story too. It is. I I vividly remember that and I haven't seen Dreamcatcher. I think it's Dr. Sleep. It might be. Mind Cabinets? That was Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Okay, good. That's what I thought. Yep. That was uh, that star. Yeah, it wasn't Dr. Sleep. Yep. The the awesome rose in the hat scene in the movie. (laughs) The dick loving. (laughs) Not as hardcore as the the Gerald's game dick loving, but. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was that was oof. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Yeah, very. Heckin' oof there, uh, bud. Yeah. Um, I will, uh, I'll put Dreamcatcher on my list then. I, I don't mind watching something like that at least once. Um, it's ridiculous like and seth green's in it i feel like there's other nice. famous people too but the main one i always remember is seth green is uh isn't Morgan deadpool Freeman. in it is deadpool in it ryan reynolds really i'm not 100 sure on that Mor- yeah morgan freeman's in it yeah morgan seth green's in the original it too isn't he yeah yeah yes. pretty sure richie yeah. tozier yep richie tozier all right richie beep beep richie oh richie Okay, cool. Um, whose turn is it? Casey. What's your... B. Casey B. My, my number three is, well, let's just rewind about 25 seconds of audio. And we're just going to oh. bring it right back up again. But it is the sequel to my number four movie on my list. It is A Doctor Sleep. Nice. Very nice. Oh, the imagery in that movie. Like, love, oh. well, it, okay. I know we're not necessarily, you know, bringing books into play here per se, but um, when the book came out, I picked it up and read it and mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it's such a different uh, story. Like you were expecting a sequel to The Shining, and then it was just a whole new experience, and it was like, yeah. wow. Well, yeah. I mean, there's obviously ties from the book into the two worlds but yeah there's more to it than just straight tying everything right back to the overlook but right yeah, i mean the book was amazing they announced the movie coming out and i immediately got excited for that and i'm not gonna lie i was incredibly surprised pleasantly surprised by how well um, they paid tribute to the books. Mm-hmm. He paid tribute to Kubrick's version of The Shining. Mm-hmm. And they did. They kind of melded everything together in the perfect way, wove, perfectly woven web of the overlooked. So universe. many hand gestures going on right now. <laughs> Oh, I got hand gestures for everybody. But... <laughs> yeah, and they had um, almost an impossible job with that, too. They did. And, well, and it, it was almost shining, perfection. Well, and The Shining is, like it or not, I mean, 
if you're involved in the King fandom, The Shining has a very real place in your opinion of his work. It's a taboo either, stigma topic. You yeah. either most people will say that the book is a great one of his greatest books. And absolutely, I would be one of those people. Same. Same. You have the people that's like love the book but hate Kubrick's version of the movie. You have people that love the book and love Kubrick's version, but accept it as it's a good movie, just not a good adaptation of. And that's me. Oh, I love the movie. The movie is phenomenal. I love the movie. I just, I can't, I have to separate it from the book. I have to think of them as Mm -hmm. two completely separate things or I do get pissed off, but. Well, and that's like, and you and I have discussed this before. That's my opinion of, season of the witch i that's I can not like, the same thing okay well no it, to me it is the same thing because <laughs> well it's not the same thing but it is but i can't refer to season of the witch as being halloween three because it's speaking the, of it's hand not, gestures come on <laughs> anyway but yeah tune okay. in to later episodes of an evening at the movies to further get into that discussion but Anyway, yes, Dr. Sleep was an amazing movie and hats off to Mike Flanagan. For sure. Okay. Um, I will neither confirm nor deny if Dr. Sleep is on my list, Um, but if it is, it it will be later. So, okay. So finally, I I get to, uh, I get to actually say mine that nobody said yet. And my number three is actually kind of a hot button movie as well, which I don't really understand why, because I think it's phenomenal. I think it's the way it should have been done originally, not to knock the original movie because it is what it is. But to me, this is a great adaptation. It's way better than the original TV miniseries. And it is the 2017 movie, It. And, Not honorable mention of mine. It's good. It's I great. mean, to me, I've read the book. I, you know, I grew up seeing the '80s cheesy as fuck TV miniseries, which oh, I always like. Tim Curry, though. I know. Oh my god, he scares the hell out of me. I can't. Oh, do he's it. such a good actor. He. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I could go on about Tim Curry forever. Um. Oh, yeah. Nigel Thornberry. He's great. <laughs> he's so scary, but I. For me, I really like that they split it into two movies because that's what they should have done with the other one. There's so much that got left out. And then you get this cast of kids. They're just amazing. You know, they were great. You have, what is his name? That from Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. Finn Wolfhard, and then now he's playing Richie. And just so you know him from Stranger Things, then he's playing this completely different character and he just pulls off Richie like, Mm -hmm. oh, he plays Richie great. He does. Well, and I feel like those kids literally probably were doomed to fail with the fact that, I mean, it is one of the most iconic King stories of all time. Yeah. And I mean, if you're not a King fan, just the name Pennywise and you know what story people are talking about. 
Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is why I'm surprised, Kevin. I thought that's the one we were going to have. Either I either know. Version. I'm like, literally wearing a 2017 It shirt right now. <laughs> I mean, I know people. So I know that even I think it was Casey, one of your friends that said that the 2017 or, or, or even the part two, the 2019 is just shit. And well, I agree that the uh, it chapter two wasn't as good as it chapter one. I still think it told the story so much closer to the book and gave you so much more detail. And with today's cinematography and, you know, the telling of the story to me was just amazing. Like, I don't have a bad thing to say about it. But oh, plus I know the other- production, the production was yeah. top notch. Right. And like uh, it was more on the comedy side. The sequel is definitely a comedy one, but like (laughs) the book is comedy. Like if you read the book, it's like good chunk of it is comedic. And I I think a lot of people didn't like the the kind of the part at the end with, you know, Richie and Eddie. Eddie, thank you. The love thing. My daughter loved that. She was so like, she was like, I, Richie, I just stand Richie and Eddie. And I was like, really? And then, yeah, I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that. I mean, that's one of those moments that it'll catch you off guard, but, you know, I just let it go as one of those. It's a different take on the story and it is what it is. Well, and I really like the flashback to Richie and the arcade and, you know, he's trying to like kind of make friends and, you know, I mean, being a gay kid in the 80s could not have been fucking easy. Like, there's just no way. And no. not not that it's easy now either, but I don't know. It's, yeah, it was a kind of a weird like take or whatever, but I liked it. So oh, I completely forgot about that scene until you guys were just yeah. talking about it. It just kind of skimmed over for me. It didn't bother me that much. No, it it doesn't bother me at all. No, like it um, didn't bother me. It just well, not that I'm saying you guys. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm just no, saying. Know, like but... that's why it didn't. That's why it didn't register with me because it just kind of like went with the story. So I right, didn't, like, yeah, I thought it, it was yeah. fine. I really like it, and you know, people can hate it and all they want. I thought it was a phenomenal adaptation of the book, and and I I'll watch it anytime. Skarsgård's and... performance. Skarsgård, Mike, oh. and so... his brother in Cast or no, is it? No, no, his performance in Castle Rock, because he yeah. also plays, he's also big in Castle Rock. He does great in Castle Rock, but his brother's every performance single, in uh, True Blood. His brother yes. was in. Every single brother, one of those scars well, yeah, his is brother, talented. There was. Alexander was Randall Flagg in the Stand remake. Yeah. They're all oh, super yep, fucking yep. talented. <laughs> yeah, he'll still always be uh, Eric to me from True Blood. Oh, yeah. I'll always be them. So for the record, though, I will say um, Skarsgård was amazing as Pennywise, and I really, really loved it. I will still say Tim Curry was way more terrifying to me. Because, yeah, because of the realism. Yeah, I've because heard, of the, yep. yeah, because he, until he went evil, he looked like a regular mm-hmm. clown that you would see at like a birthday party. Skarsgård immediately, you know, that guy's fucking. Insane. It adds to the psychological aspect of the horror of it, which is exactly. like, you got a very valid point. Yeah. And that's why he scares me to death. So. Mm-hmm. all right well man kevin that's the one i thought we'd have so i'm sorry it was all, hey, it's, it's, right. it, it's my no, it, well it's one of my honorable mentions because it's mine like, too. i loved it so much yeah in fact abby and i just watched it in our theater room a couple of weeks ago so yeah i remember you talking about you guys having a mother-daughter family movie night 
<laughs> yeah, family movie night includes it. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> All right. Yes, that is one of my one, two, three, four, five, six, seven honorable mentions. Yeah, there's there's quite yeah, if we were doing a if we were doing a book list, it would have been on my list because that was yeah. the first Stephen King book I read. And oh wow, it, really? Uh, I do. I would literally went from it, one of his biggest books, into the Dark Tower. That's that was how my Stephen King journey Holy began. Shit! <laughs> it Did was you get all ride. the way through the Dark, oh, of dark Tower. It was okay. a ride, and it was fun. It was great. That's the thing about audiobooks is when you get to boring yeah. parts, like you can just have the narrator just keep plowing through for you. That's true. That's very true. All right, Kevin, we're down to your number two. What do you got? Ooh, uh, I know one of you will get this. I got to switch my audio quick for a quick uh, musical interlude for this. Woo! (laughs) I know that song, but I don't get the movie reference. Yeah, you probably haven't seen it. I know Casey's seen it. Casey, you got the reference? I love that song, but I don't know what you're talking about. Damn it. I think I've had too much alcohol tonight. <laughs> well, you've probably only seen it once and you probably didn't like it, but it was on your list of obscure ones that you've seen. What is it? Okay, It was a Danish series that uh, was like, I'm pretty sure it was incomplete. And then Stephen King uh, took over from it and then completely made it his own uh into a new series and it was i forgot what year it was from but uh that's the one that i saw at family video and my family rented it and uh we just instantly fell in love with it and it was kingdom hospital wow i don't know this one either it's obscure most people don't know about it like some of my favorite things are like the most obscure ones and it's not because i'm a hipster it's just because i like different things i'm making a list of things to watch well kingdom hospital like hey i got you hooked up on that Okay, good. So, what's it about? Um, oof, I'm gonna pull up a see if, <laughs> see, what, see what it says for a quick synopsis. Casey, have you seen it? One time when it was on TV. Okay. Oh, I, I saw. Only, I, I saw I when it was rented. DVDs. I just I do too. Back to rewatching it. Okay. You know what? I think I have heard of it. Actually, it is starting to sound familiar, but I definitely huh. haven't seen it. Okay, I'm just. I'm not going to read a huge synopsis. I'm just going to read the quick Google Andrew synopsis. McCarthy. Ooh, sign me up. Oh, uh, Bruce Bruce Davidson. Uh, I love him in it too. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I Andrew love McCarthy. It. I wonder if Andrew McCarthy is the one that he's. I'm thinking of that I'm not seeing on my list right now. Okay, the the Google synopsis is a uh, Kingdom Hospital is populated by a brilliant surgeon who lives in the basement, a nearly blind security guard, and a nurse who faints whenever she sees blood. Things get weirder when patients and staff start hearing ghostly. Uh, when patients and staff start hearing a ghostly girl crying in the halls and oh paraplegic and a paraplegic wait okay that entire sentence got out of fucking out of whack <laughs> things get weird when patients and staff start hearing a ghostly girl crying in the halls and a paraplegic suddenly recovers okay that kind of sounds all over the place but that series is kind of all over the place how many episodes is it do you know yeah and um it is it isn't very many because ABC canceled it. It's 15 Aww. episodes and it's 10 hours. It didn't get canceled. It got finished. Okay. Well, it, there was an idea that it could have gone on longer, but I think ABC initially 
kind of like, nope, we've had enough. We'll leave it at that. There's 15 episodes in 10 hours. It's quite How a bit of content it? already. It's from 2004. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say it's about 20 years old. But yeah, there's like things that my like like my family will quote sometimes like Antipas or you do me or you do me a solid and I'll do you a solid. <laughs> just all kinds of good like like most Stephen King things. There's great lines in it. All right. I will definitely check that out then because that sounds interesting. Good choice. I am loving all your random off the wall choices. This I told happy. you mine's kind of like all over the place. No, I like it because you're you know, I think. Casey and I might be a little more on the typical side, but um, I like that you're yeah. bringing new stuff that may be typical, not typical. I like that you're bringing in some stuff that maybe everybody doesn't know about. Cause yeah, I've got like three things on my list to watch now. So well, cause, I mean, there's, some, there's some obscure stuff that King has done that if you really just sit down and give it a chance with a, an open mind, it's not as bad as you know other aspects of the king cinematic universe yeah my honorable mention is an obscure one i've got some obscure ones on my honorable mention list i think i've got one or two obscure ones yeah i just i just had a quick comment to say about that song that i used too that was uh that scene in the show is absolutely ridiculous because there's a there there's a weird uh shadow realm in that series called swedensborgian space that i think has been referenced in other books but it's oh. like a it's like a ghost realm that like people who are like in comas and stuff fall into kind of like lizzie's story but not exactly oh, okay but uh so uh when somebody gets somebody like there's a body that comes in that the head looks exactly like one of the surgeons so in order to prank somebody, they saw the head off and like put that head in somebody's like locker or whatever to prank oh them and make, to make somebody think that that person's dead or whatever. So when that's that's already ridiculous and like grotesque in its own way and out there, but then in <laughs> Swedensborg in space, you have the body, the headless body, running around to that song. Where's your head? At? <laughs> Just like looking for his head, head because he got at? he got separated. Where's your head at? eventually finds yeah i know he eventually finds his head and like you see it like in like a hair dryer one of those hair dryer saloon things like just by itself. oh my god no it's way such a ridiculous show <laughs> that and is that was hilarious lit- that was literally the point my ex stopped watching it and like she's my ex probably for good reasons <laughs> uh, clearly <laughs> like the part that's like my favorite is the part that drives you away wow yeah no hashtag no thank you <laughs> No, that was not the reason. There were other reasons. I'm sure. I'm sure. That reminds me of, well, you haven't seen Star Wars, but have you seen How I Met Your Mother ever? Uh, I've seen the first few seasons, I think. No. Where, I didn't finish um, it, but I do love the show and I do want to finish it at some point because I love NPH. But where, me too. Oh my God. But where um, Marshall Marshall finds out that um, Stella hasn't seen Star Wars and she's he's talking to he's like, Ted. Stella hasn't seen Star Wars. The only people that haven't seen Star Wars are the people that were in the movie, and that's because they, they lived, lived it. Ted, the Star Wars. <laughs> they lived the Star Wars. <laughs> yes. It was basically like so important to him that she liked Star Wars. It was like hilarious. And then did she not like it? She didn't like it. Yep, no, exactly. But she told him she did. Yep, she lied. Yep. Yeah, but the, like sometimes that. sometimes that's what you do. So it's a white lie. All right, KSTB. What's your number two? My number two, and 
um, please tune into this week's episode of An Evening at the Movies for an even deeper, in-depth discussion with myself about it. Tink. Um, Clink. Would... <laughs> Thank you. Nick, Kevin, get out of my head. <laughs> Sorry, Casey. Kevin got the An Evening at the Movies reference. Yeah. On That's... the sip list. Because it was also like, mentioned just... earlier, and I said and I Clink, forgot. but like, it, got, it got like masked over by you guys talking, oh. I'm pretty sure. Sorry, honey. Because we like to talk about an evening at the movies on the sip list because an evening at the movies is an evening at the movies great episode. I'm going to kill you. Will you finish your thought, please? (laughs) Yes, I will finish my thought. But anyway, um, yes, this week on an evening at the movies, one of the two Stephen King movies that get attention this week is my number two movie, which is drum roll, please. Dolores. Claiborne. Nice. Good one. Ah, classic Kathy Bates. Yes. Iconic cl- iconic Kathy Bates perform. Mm-hmm. Even to the point that Kathy Bates has done interviews, you know, since doing this movie and she has labeled this mo- this particular movie as being her all-time favorite performance that she's nice. ever done. Nice. Even oh, nice. above the oh. iconic performance of Annie Wilkes. So yeah, that's how much Kathy Bates loved this movie. That's when I never saw when I was young, and I saw it recently, and oh my god! Yeah, it's an amazing story. Well, it is, and okay, I think Kevin and I briefly discussed this the other day, but the if it wasn't Kevin and I, it was somebody and I. But <laughs> when you compare the book and the movie like together. They're like totally done in separate fashions. Like the book is all done from the perspective of Dolores sitting in an interrogation room, telling her story of the events that transpire in. It's an entire novel written in a monologue. It's super creative writing. And I just love the novel so much. The entire novel is a monologue and it is amazing. Yeah, because even That's if hard. while reading through the book, like she's having like conversations with the detective and the secretary, but yet they're not speaking. The only dialogue you're mm-hmm. getting is her uh Dolores. Her replies. Her replies to them. Yeah. Wow. And I mean it definitely different, but then you get obviously you can't do a movie in that fashion. So you have to right more. Go- I mean, if you had done the, um, the movie like this, I mean, people would have gotten Bates up and walked done out. Kathy Bates could have done it. But uh, if anybody could have done it, it would have been Kathy Bates. But she can do went, everything. It still probably wouldn't have been that good of a movie, but it would have been a great audio book. I mean, she did do the audiobook. I own that audiobook. Did she? she did the audiobook Ooh. for, uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah, for Dolores Claiborne, yeah. And I don't, I, she does, the, like, the digital version that's on like Audible and all that stuff is not her, but the one they have on cassette tape is done by her. Oh, yeah. Nice. Good choice. Good so, choice. But yeah, yeah. And ultimately, it's Dolores has a checkered adulthood. Well, not necessarily checkered, but some ultimately tragic 
things happen in her adulthood and they get dealt with throughout the story i don't want to steal completely steal my thunder for this episode but okay well we'll tune in for that mm -hmm. yes please for sure but i mean it's the movie is amazing kathy bates and jennifer jason lee are awesome as mother are awesome as mother and daughter um it's got hollywood legend christopher Plummer. nice that yeah so that's awesome and even on top of it it's one of the very first if not the first movies that john c Riley's in oh okay love him as well i love john c Riley in that movie too i like seeing him play a serious role since i've seen him in 99 percent comedic roles i mean like dewey cox yeah i love him in boogie nights he's so oh wow he's so like naive and endearing but he's also a porn star so (laughs) and he's and he's trying so hard to be the cool sidekick but he's like i don't know he's really really good in it are there any fluffers in that movie you know there aren't i don't know if fluffers were a thing when this when porn first went to theaters but you need to yeah. see Boogie Nights. It's it's really good. I'll add it to my homework. It's a, you should. It's, I mean, yeah, people give porn stars and porn. And you think it's going to be like this stupid cheesy movie, but it's actually really like. It seems very realistic, and it's it's very well directed. And of course, you know, Mark Wahlberg is and another Julianne Moore movie. So <laughs> yeah. Well, what I gotta say about that is like, there's shows like uh, I used to like shows that trope on the sex appeal aspect of it or movies or whatever sometimes they like like go on that a little too much and like they like that's the big thing about it like my big thing about californication when i started started watching is like oh this is just Mm. a show about sex then i realized that that is the premise of the show and they work with it and like all the drama is driven by that aspect of the show and it's like a good example of something that actually works with the trope instead of just using it as a trope that's a good show um and yeah, Heather Graham's in it. And yeah, Boogie Nights is a stellar cast. It's a I it's a really good movie. So anyway. Well, and even like and not to continue down this road creating another tangent, but I mean I look at Boogie Nights as being like yeah, you think about it being based in that industry that oh it's gonna be cheesy, blah 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 blah. I mean even like the people versus Larry Flint when that came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have gone down that road, but I mean, it was very truthful and honest to, yeah, the real life aspects of the underworld of pornography, and it was very raw and and, and kind of tells the story of how it went from just just porn being in theaters only and then moving to video because that's like a big part of the story is you know before you had to go to a movie theater Mm -hmm. if you wanted to see these movies and then you know moving it to video and then now it's online because it it makes it so much easier and less embarrassing for people to access it you know like if you wanted to see it you had to go to a theater people saw you go in and go out and whatever and it's like you know anyway yeah how was the movie yeah (laughs) i don't know let me see your pants did you enjoy yourself (laughs) always but yeah definitely check it out so all right 
so we're gonna move on to my number two and my number two is a tie because it's two movies that go together and when i did this list i completely left books out of it mm-hmm. so Same. this is this is where we kind of differ but my number two is kubrick's the shining and dr sleep um if you don't think about the book like i said so i saw the shining as a small child so i grew up watching it i didn't read it until college the first time i read the book i was like my whole life's been a lie (laughs) i was so mad i know same same (laughs) because like i grew up traumatized by that movie like literally watching the bathroom Mm -hmm. scene through the holes in an afghan blanket after my parents said cover your eyes and Mm -hmm. being traumatized twins that aren't twins and (laughs) that's the most traumatizing thing (laughs) like um but because i grew up watching the shining and i liked it so much it took me a while but i had to separate the book from the movie because i would say Mm -hmm. the shining and flowers in the attic are the books i have read more than any other books in my entire life i've read both of those books no less than probably 20 or 30 times so I would say I've read The Shining at least probably 15 to 20 times for sure. Um, but yeah, it's if, if, if you just separate them, mm-hmm. Kubrick is genius. It's a really good movie. It's a visionary um, genius. It's phenomenal. Yeah. You know, Jack Nicholson, if you don't know about Jack in the book, portrays him very, very well. And, you know, I just, I thought it was an amazing movie. And then obviously we know Dr. Sleep is just incredible way more you know loyal to the book rose in the hat was such a perfect she was so perfect so good just like the instant i saw that trailer after because i read the book when it came Mm -hmm. out and as soon as all right i got into stephen king after that book came out but oh uh, wow nice well i grew up watching the movies and then right uh, what book was it uh it's either the outsider i think was one of the first Mm, books mm -hmm. that came out like after i started getting into him i forgot where i was going with that tangent never mind that's okay and the outsider is tough because i haven't read the book yet i i have it but i watched the show and it it's so hard to follow like it was also when elevation came out too yeah i think around the same time but it was also really good but Oh, yeah, I liked it. There's I, very few King books I haven't liked. I'm a very I, I like to I like to like things. I don't like to not like <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think both of those together, you know, like we talked about before, Doctor Sleep had the impossible task of staying true to the book, which many which means including things from the Shining book that weren't in the Shining movie, but then also staying true to Kubrick's version. And I thought I I wasn't disappointed. I thought it was really, really good. So I still have yet to see the director's cut, which I hear from the Overlook. It has a way yeah. more accurate to the book, and I still need to watch it. I haven't seen it either, just because I haven't been able to get my hands on it. But I also haven't really looked very hard. But I saw Doctor Sleep in the theater, and I really. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh my god, this movie is freaking awesome. You don't even yeah. have to be a King book fan. If you're a King movie, if you're a horror movie fan, yeah, you would love dr sleep the whole concept is insane like well most people love i don't even Kubrick shining so it's like a perfect it's like works great as a sequel to that like it's just a great movie and i don't even necessarily think you even have to have i mean it helps to have seen the shining 
but you probably could get the gist of the story without even seeing Kubrick's movie. So the only part of Kubrick's Shining that George has seen is the the part in Ready Player One, and he liked Doctor Sleep. So <laughs> if that helps you out, George has good taste. Yeah, I can't get him to watch The Shining. I tried to. He's like, I don't really want to. Even after Ready Player One, he was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And I was like, yeah, well, you just watch The Shining. He's like, nah. But he went to see Dr. Sleep with me because I really wanted to see it. And he actually really liked it, but still won't watch The Shining. By the way, you guys (laughs) both see the freaking. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you guys both. I was just going to say. (laughs) Say what you're going to say. I know what I'm going to say. So you say what you're going to say. I was just going to say, George, get off your freaking lazy butt and put the damn Shining on and watch the movie, please. Hey, George was just right here. He literally just just walked walked in the the door as I'm telling him to go go watch that movie. I'll make him at some point. Okay, and what I was going to say is you guys both need to read Ready Player One and Ready Player Two. As fans of the the 80s, the movie doesn't really focus on the 80s as much as the book does. As fans of the Mm. 80s, of Prince, of 80s pop culture, of films, of the Corys, of like, uh, oh, who's that... that movie producer from with like uh ferris bueller's day off john hughes john hughes if you're a fa- if you're a fan of literally all these things whenever i hear you guys talking about it all i can mm. think of is those books that don't really get touched on in the movie at all you need hmm. to read those books okay i think i will ready player one is a it's a very interesting it's one of george's favorite movies he watches it all the time i think it's ready like player it. two that goes really deep into prince prince like is a huge aspect of oh, ready Lord, you two. just got kohoffer yeah you did He's very important in Ready Player Two. All right, well, we are down to number one, Kevin. I'm excited. What do you have? Um, I do believe I need to do uh, another, another musical musical interlude? Uh, interlude for this one. Did you just hear you. We've only just begun. Maybe. Such a good song. But yes, that is a would go down as the theme song of my number one, which is I'm sure you one of you guys I'm sure you guys know. Do you not know? No. <clears throat> neither of you know? Have neither of you seen 1408? Oh yes! Oh my god. Oh my god. That's my honorable mention. Oh, that song plays like five times in I the forgot. movie. I forgot. Right? I think I blocked it gets that more out. epic every time. <laughs> I'm literally sitting here going through the obscure movie. I'm like, um, this isn't even obscure. This is awesome. It, no. no, it's not. But I'm sitting here. The Mist, no. Secret Window, no. And I'm like, I, I freaking know it. How did I miss I that? I hadn't <laughs> Okay. I just hadn't gotten down the list of 1408. 1408 is an amazing freaking movie. Yeah. Oh, hey, my Kevin, God. Kevin, I knew you were going to have this on your list. I almost put it in my top five. It was like my first honorable mention. It's the so one I watched. Uh, I watched it. Uh, or, was it today? <laughs> yeah, I watched it today. I watched it today after work and whatnot. Yeah, I just watched yeah. it today so I could like freshen up on it. And I took some notes so, so that I could go over some of like the things I love about it. Yes, let's do it. Besides John Cusack, because who doesn't love John Cusack? My okay. God. <laughs> I'll start off with my uh, recasting of the film. John Cusack was absolutely <gasps> perfect. 
but just imagine Nicolas Cage in John Cusack's role. He already is channeling Nicolas Cage in that movie. If it was Nicolas Cage, it would be amazing. Put the bunny in the box. Put the, put the bunny, bunny back in the box. In the box. No, I think Nicolas Cage is too cheesy. I do get what you're saying though, because he's like kind of. Oh, manic. it would not. It would not be as like horrific as <laughs> as John Cusack's performance because he actually gets yeah. terror, and I don't feel like Nicolas Cage would be able to get the terror as yeah. much as. But like, it would be a but ridiculous the remake. Yes. Yeah, the mania, and the <laughs> it would just be ridiculous, and I would just love it as like the original would still always be better because the production, mm-hmm. the, like the, the just the way it was made, everything about it is just perfect, and it's uh, yeah. So a few of my details is the Dutch angle. Uh, the Dutch angle is used so yeah. much in that movie. And it's that slight t- tilt that you see in cinematography that adds just a sense of unease. Mm-hmm. And a perfect example of that is that uh, uh, the boat scene where like it's like tilted and then he tilts it and then everything's tilted and nothing really looks proper. Like there's a bunch yeah. of tilting going on and that. That's a bunch of Dutch angle just working on psychology there to add to the horror aspect of that's it. That's interesting. Unease. I didn't know that. I never thought of that. That is very interesting. Also, like the TV filter effect on the ghosts. I just like love mm-hmm. that effect. Like it's just just a nifty little effect that just looked really cool. Uh, and the the adding the daughter and the father aspects added made it way more personal. That, that wasn't mm-hmm. actually in the original story. But adding those aspects like made it made it way more personal and psychological. And yeah. just like amp- like it's like one of the few things of like something being added to a movie that amplifies it instead of just like being added to a movie for a movie right it's so good it's such a good movie i've seen it so many times i know i've seen it like a few times too but uh like the ledge <laughs> scene that ledge scene like it gets oh, my blood pumping I can't. oh my god i can't that ledge scene that's I just watched why you it need to today. see cat's eye oh yeah i got it like i'll watch it there's like, a ledge, i want to see like a all big of ledge scene in cat's eye too that's fit when I watched 1408, I was like, this has to be a nod to Cat's Eye. Mm-hmm. And it, it might not be, but. <laughs> Maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, the set's progression, like just starting off as like a normal room and just progressing the mm-hmm. way that that set progresses throughout the movie is just a work of art. Yes. And the post office scene. Oh, my freaking <laughs> God. Oh, my God. That post office scene. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Just How- oh wait. I recognize you. Boom, sledgehammers. <laughs> Boom, everything's just getting destroyed. That movie is definitely a mind fuck for sure. Oh, it's so good. I know. And that daughter scene at the end turning into dying and turning into dust. And oh my God. How yeah. can that not punch you right in the feels? Uh for real. Yeah. I I had a really hard time not putting this in my top five, but I was almost certain that you would have it. So I'm so glad. Yeah. And that alternative ending, have you seen both endings? I have not. So the ending, the ending I originally saw is apparently the alternate ending now, because the one I just watched was the, was the version of the ending that I have never seen. And so it was a total new experience watching this movie when I just rewatched it today. Okay. Well, I, I, how does it it end for you? How does it end for you? Like, how do you remember it ending? Is he alive or dead at the end? He's dead. Is he dead I, for you, Casey? I think. Yeah. My original ending that I saw back in the day that I rented from Family Video, <laughs> he did not die. He survives. And I actually really like that ending more huh. because it shows him like getting pulled out by the by the fire people uh, after like the explosion and whatnot. And then he gets pulled out. And no. then it, well, it, it, it like what I like about it is just the uh, emotional aspect of like 
them finding the tape like i don't know i just like watching it again i just like the mm. the way that i like the way that it like hit better for some reason watching the the ending that you guys know felt cheesier to me than that original ending did when i originally saw it because i went and rewatched the original ending on youtube afterwards well i felt like the ending of him being dead is what was supposed to happen like he goes in there not really believing any of this shit and then it's like i do well, like both endings but... i mean it's probably just because of the nostalgia of growing up with that other ending and being Maybe. the one I'm used to. Like, that's probably why I like it more. I just, it, it's kind of like he got what was coming to him because he, you know, was being all cocky about it. I can't believe I didn't get it from the song. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, such a good choice. That song made me love Carpenters. And I was just, Aww. I'm reading uh, uh, Cell Phone Zombies right now. And he said mm-hmm. The Carpenters in it. And I was like, you said it wrong, Stephen King. <laughs> right. <laughs> so along with 1408, I uh, have a little bit of a backstory, too. When I was in my college years, so this is about a decade ago, I was Aww. experimenting with psychedelic drugs. Ooh. Yeah. Which ones, pray tell, or would you rather not say? I feel like this is not a good movie to watch while you're. No. No, I did not watch this movie on drugs. That is not the story. Like watching Inception on drugs. Holy shit. (laughs) I watched it drunk off my ass. Anyway, go ahead. The the substance was uh, a common one acid, LSD. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I was uh, experimenting with that back in the day, and I was in a group of group of people we were chilling in a room and uh i uh i the everybody else left and i was in the room myself so i'm like oh okay i guess i'll get up too and i stood up and i was looking across the street and somebody in the window across the street from me stood up too i waved my hand they waved their hand too (laughs) were you looking in a mirror (laughs) no no that was it was me it was definitely me just hallucinating something like so like instantly I'm like, oh my God, I just watched 1408 a little while ago. This is this is exactly the scene from the movie. Yes. So I, like, I'm like, I'm out of here. So I got out of there. I went out into the other room. I looked at my watch. It was like one o'clock in the morning or something, like on the dot. I'm like, okay, well, there's that. And then uh the whole night I'm just getting references to uh trigger warning for suicide i'm getting reference because that's what happens in the movie too yeah references to kill myself the whole night and like people are talking about things that they shouldn't know about me behind my back like in the movie too and stuff right wow i'm experiencing all of it and literally like three hours in a row i looked at my watch and it was on the dot like one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock with zeros wow i was experiencing that movie and it was an experience like i guess it helps you appreciate a movie a lot more when you experience it yeah that that's yeah that's why i can't do drugs like alone being drunk is enough for me to be like (laughs) well so i i have been high before on marijuana and smoking it's never done anything the gummies don't really do anything but i ate a big chunk of a brownie and it it freaked me out so bad i would never do it ever again oh yeah edibles can hit you hard i I could not, like, my mind has never worked that fast. Like, it was, and I was injured, so I was bedbound. So it wasn't like I could get up and go do other stuff. And it was like, yeah, never, never again. I've smoked it, and, like, we smoked it in Jamaica. We bought, like, we bought it in Jamaica, and it didn't nice. do anything to me. Uh, yeah. Different substances work different with different people. It's just being human. 
The men said it gave them half chubs, though. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, drugs are not my friend. I haven't done any hardcore drugs in for like forever. The only one I do anymore is the the shouldn't be illegal some places, but is illegal some places one. Yeah. All right. KSDB, what's your number one? So my number one, let me double check and make, I don't, yeah, I didn't bring it up yet. Um, is my number two favorite Stephen King movie of all time. And it is one that has not been done yet on Get Ready, An Evening at the Movies. Clink! (laughs) (laughs) Kevin is not clinking, but taking an imaginary puff. (laughs) Oh, that was was a sip. That was a a sip with his pinky Uh, up. It looked like... it did look like that too. That's what I oh, thought. Oh, it was supposed to be a. <laughs> okay. So yes, it officially Green Mile number one, Misery and Stand by Me and Carrie, three, four, and five. So number two is my number one on this list, The Shawshank Redemption. Woo! That's my number one as well. Woo! Are you? Yeah, this is like twice in within like a month that you and I have both nailed our yeah. together. I thought that you thought my number one was going to be misery. But no, I, I actually thought your number one was going to be The Shining. Oh, okay. No, Shawshank. Woo! I, thought your, I thought your one was going to be Shining too. Nice. Nice. It, it was close, but I mean, God, this movie, like, I mean, it, it, yeah. It totally is not something if you have a preconceived notion about what Stephen King and his mm-hmm. literature is, mm-hmm. I don't okay, literature and movies both. This movie and Stand By Me. And Green Mile. Well, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, well, are are not Green, what you Green think. Green Mile, there is a supernatural element to it. Yeah, I guess that's true, but Stand By Me and Shawshank. True. It's literally probably the two most humanistic pieces yeah. of literature that he's written, which I get. And well, and even to a certain, I mean, there is aspects of psychology in both stories. And yeah, but not supernatural, not no, like, not, you mean, know. Yeah, no. Especially through the late 70s and on through the 80s, a lot of people classify king as being a horror right writer and i can get that because you know you've got salem's lot carrie it mm-hmm. the shining cujo christine Bob mm-hmm. and i could go all the way down the list and i'm not going which to. were all on my list but i and christine was close and pet cemetery was close but then i started thinking about you know like shawshank and stand by me and yeah, I mean, Shawshank is just, my God, that movie doesn't make you feel all the things. You're just dead inside. Yeah, that, that movie was like tied with uh, the Green Mile, mm-hmm. but I ended up going with the Green Mile over it. So that's like on my honorable mentions. I was going to have the Green Mile on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be in prison for something that you know you didn't do and just the way the, they're all treated. and So, yeah, it's psychological it, thriller. How is that not horror? Yeah. Stephen King? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, you really get, and I personally think Kim Robbins nailed that 
part of Andy. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Especially when you get to the realization that the young kid that comes in and, and that he shared a cell with a guy that was bragging yeah. about X, Y, a guy who committed X, Y, and Z crime. And oh my God, it actually fits every detail of what happened mm-hmm. to Andy. And then he goes to the warden and he's like, Here's Yeah, I've been trying to tell you people for, and it's probably like 15, 20 years he's already been in jail. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell you, and it's all right yeah. here. And, and he's, he's like, there. How can you be so obtuse? <laughs> like, yeah. And the warden's like, Oh, really? what? That guy plays such a good bad guy he too. Throws him in, you know, solitary, and he's all, and he, they're dragging him out, and he's like, "It's my life, it's my, and you can't do it, it's my life." And it's like, how can you not? I mean, the guy yeah. literally is having his life ripped away from him by some of the most crooked, evil people mm-hmm. that you would. Ne- I mean, people. You got the psycho stepdad from Pet Cemetery Two in there. It's <laughs> one of the guards. <laughs> yeah. Well, and two, he nails the desperation of, like, you get all this, I'm trying to, like, do all these things, and then when he, when that kid gets killed, and he's been in solitary for, like, a month, and he comes out, and he's just, like, a completely different person, he plays that just, he's given up, up. like, he Mm -hmm. plays it so well. Well, because, yeah, yeah, he gets, the kid gets killed while he's in solitary, they come to his holding cell, Mm -hmm. open the little window, and, like, just wanted to let you know blah 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 shut the window and leave him back in there for a period mm-hmm. so he's literally alone with his freaking thoughts realizing i'm fucked at this point i have no hope at all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that was i'm gonna spend the rest of my life in this fucking prison well ha 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 spoiler <laughs> alert if you haven't seen the movie but i mean ultimately well, you know, he spirals, spirals downward into the abyss of giving up before he realizes, you know, ultimately the only hope I have is to do what I'm going to do and what he succeeds in doing. That took like 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because it's literally a little freaking pickaxe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, to have to tunnel out of a solid stone wall you have to do it quietly yeah, yeah behind behind the poster of raquel welch you can't sit there and pound as hard as you can to do it as quick as you can because if you did yeah. that you make a lot of noise well yeah and on top of it you can't leave a whole lot of freaking debris behind right because how are you going to get it out of the freaking cell before they come by and god and how he does it is genius i know the pockets in the courtyard so genius kind of sort of just walking through and just <laughs> mm-hmm. get out of his freaking pockets and it's like wow and i also like that they show the whole you know they give you the whole kind of idea of being institutionalized because people don't really think about that like the whole thing with brooks like and even you know they They've been in prison their entire lives. You go out into the real world as an old man and you have no mm-hmm. idea what you're doing. Like, yeah, that was sad. I mean, yeah, like you, don't, the guys, you have to ask me every time you have to go to the bathroom, just go. Like, mm-hmm. that was that's part, hard to watch. That's part of it. It was hard to watch. Prison is you don't do anything right in prison without asking for permission, being escorted. Mm-hmm. All of that. I remember 
the first time I saw this movie, I didn't get the whole idea of institutionalization. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I mean, at the end of the movie, they literally make that point of, you know, they give you a life sentence, they give you life, but that's in fact exactly what they're taking away from mm-hmm. you. There's that poignant line and then the whole lot, I believe it, the whole idea of get busy living or get busy get busy dying. dying yep when he really wants to he can write some very impactful thematic stuff oh yeah i mean and those are elements of the movie that are definitely ripped straight out of mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. hayworth and the shawshank redemption oh yeah novella that power that the novella is great yeah, yeah. And, and you think red's like gonna this, take yeah. the same you know, Red's going to go down the same road as Brooks, and then it's like they find each other at the end, and it's just it's so amazing. Speaking of Red, it does not get much more iconic than that performance from Morgan Freeman, like oh, daring that, like, like that's the most iconic narration style in history. Everyone goes yes. back. To that. You know, only time that's been referenced. I was just <laughs> watching Phineas and Ferb the other day, and there was a huge reference, like a full like five minute reference that was all straight that. Yeah. Well, and- when he comes out of that sewer and the rain and he's got his hands up in the air and it's lightning and it's raining. Oh my God. I get chills. Well, yeah. And I, again, I've talked to people and it's like, well, that's kind of cheesy. And I'm like, you don't get the fact Mm-mm. that he's been in prison for 20, 25, 30 years, however long it's been. And then to finally come well, like, and he crawled through a mile of shit and piss, like, ugh, and whatever else is down there. In the story and in the movie, he crawled through a mile of shit and, and came, came out, out clean like, on the other side. Came out smelling like a rose on the other side. I don't think that scene is cheesy at all. I think it's I so either. iconic. That picture and, of him shirtless staring up mm-hmm. in the sky with, I mean, that it, yeah, literal chills. Like I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. Well, no, because I mean, there's a lot of thematic meaning. And I mean, he's literally ripping his mm-hmm. prison shirt off and throwing it away. You know, he's whipping, peeling off the, the chains that have bound him for however long. He's standing there with his arms out mm-hmm. wide open as the rain washes over washing the prison filth off of mm-hmm. him you thank know, god it, <laughs> how can you I, it, wow and the fact that they did that and went to that point and tim robbins nailed it mm-hmm. without any element of hokiness he was very raw he was very, like i cry so much yeah and i love that he talks about how like because obviously the warden made him do stuff that was illegal, but that's what helped him get out. But he's like, you know, on the outside, I was actually a good guy. Like I never broke the law. And it's like, I've, I've been more of a criminal in prison than I was as a regular guy. Like it's yeah. crazy. Shawshank tied for number one. All right, you guys, this was awesome. So um, like I said, 1408 was one of my honorable mentions. Um, mm-hmm. Maximum overdrive and pet cemetery were the others. And really, Christine, honestly, I tried to like kind of like Casey said, I tried to leave the most obvious ones off because I think we can all agree, you know, Misery and Pet Cemetery and Christine and most people would say The Shining too, but I just, I wanted to include Shining and Dr. Sleep together, but Mm -hmm. 
yeah, there's just so many good ones. Kevin, uh, honorable mention. My honorable mentions were the the Shining, the the Kubrick, and the yeah. the Stephen King version. Both of them were great. I like snow. I like snow. <laughs> uh, and it, the new version. Yeah. The, obviously, the old one's a classic, but I really like the new version. Yes. Yes. And uh, Misery and the Mist. Uh, the Mist was also an honorable mention because that ending traumatized my childhood. Okay. I'm going to check it out. I, I might watch it tomorrow. So I'll report back to you guys. Yes. I really would. I re- if I do not get a text message when you are done watching that movie. <laughs> okay. All right. I will be greatly disappointed. Even if you do not like the movie, if you get to the ending and do not text me. Okay. Friendship so over. it's it's bigger than Sixth Sense twist. Is it bigger than Gone Girl twist? I would put them both probably close. Okay. At the same level. I, I think Gone Girl was probably bigger than Sixth Sense too. Six cents. Yeah, absolutely. You really realistically stop and look at it while you're watching. You're probably going to have at least a little bit of a gut instinct at the end, what you're going to find out. Well, and it makes sense. Like, obviously, you don't realize it the first time you watch it, but when you see what happens, it it's the foregone conclusion. You just didn't see it. Like, I think that it totally makes sense. Whereas, like. So it didn't make me mad, I guess is what I'm saying, because I I didn't like it. But also I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense. Whereas Gone Girl, I was like, which granted, I read the book, too. And in the book, it's way less obvious. I was like, what in the actual fuck? I cannot believe this is happening right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Kevin, have you seen Gone Girl or read no, Gone Girl? No, oh, I don't even never Lord. even heard of it. Oh, OK. Well, I will not spoil anything, but just twist alert of okay. mind fuck of the highest. Like, it's insane. I like twist endings and stuff. Yes. Oh, it's not at the oh, end. The... It's in the middle. Oh, it's in the middle of a twist. Yeah. Nice. It's in the middle. It's not at the, it's not at the end. Yeah, no, yeah. It... The end pisses you off, but it's not a twist. The The twist happens halfway through. No end will piss you off after the mist. Mist, okay. All right, or well, after the dark tower what <laughs> yeah Cole Hoffer is not gonna be watching that anymore. i'm not watching the doctor dark tower ever you don't the- don't put me down for that casey what's your honorable mention uh, mentions <laughs> several uh it 1990 the green mile misery stand by me carrie obviously to round out the top five as well as it chapter one the stand 1994 and the TV series that has literally nothing to do with the book it's based off of, but Haven. Oh, I don't know that one. I love, I love, love, love the TV series <laughs> and the fact that it literally had nothing to do with the clusterfuck of a book that is The Colorado Kid. Oh, uh, okay. So I also forgot to mention Rose Red because I thought Ooh. we were not including... Rose Red would have made my top five. I thought we weren't including... Oof. the tv yeah that, i love that movie i watched it back like when it like forever ago probably when yes, it came me out too. Yeah, like I, I watched it when it came out i am one of the rarities that actually have that on dvd i got it on yeah. i'm pretty sure i have it on vhs i have most of the ones that were on our lists on vhs yeah including uh, I, I like snow i like I snow, like snow. <laughs> well i have that one on dvd thanks to tim so Tim sent me a, a DVD collection of the original It, The Stand, and um, The Shining. Classics. So, 
Yay. Yeah, I actually watched Rose Red last night. So before we get out of here and wrap this episode up, I just want to, and I know this probably won't air until well after, but I want to say happy anniversary to the Arnold couple. Yes, congratulations, Arnolds. Congrats. Y'all are adorable. Today, as we're recording, so happy anniversary. And happy birthday, Stephen King. Uh, Oh, hey. Yes. Happy birthday tomorrow to the King himself, Stephen. Thank uh, case to be. I was gonna. I just remembered what I was gonna say earlier. If you like weird and obscure stuff, you're kind of like making me wonder if you might not say a zero or a one for rubber. You might actually be able to appreciate it because that is a completely <laughs> out there movie. Wait, are, so to be clear, you're talking about a movie called Rubber, not Flubber. Rubber, not Robin Williams and his amazing classic film with the green blob. Okay, I don't know about Rubber. Rubber is a movie about a homicidal tire that falls in love. Oh my fucking god, I have to go watch this immediately. You have it. This might be better than Chopping Mall. (laughs) Okay, quick fire question. And you only get one answer, real quick. Stephen King book that has not been adapted yet that you would like to see made into a movie. Do McKee. Do McKee, okay. Casey? Probably McKee. Okay. Well, I know I only said one, but I'm actually going to say two because I'm a cheater and this is my show. Long Walk. And oh, yeah. I want a major motion picture of the Long Walk. I don't want a TV adaptation. I want, I mean, the Hunger Games basically jacked this whole fucking story. So I want a Hunger Games style Long Walk movie. I really liked, I think it was Tim's comment about having it be directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that would be fucking amazing. Yeah, it would, unfortunately. Fucker's retiring. Well, they'll have that be his last film. Yeah, there you go. Last and... hoorah with the King adaptation. <laughs> the other one I would really love to see as a major motion picture is The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. Oh, have you have you read the, or it's not yeah. read, have you experienced the pop-up book? I own the pop-up you book. You do? Isn't it an experience? Yes. Oh my God. It's and beautiful. Actually, it's so beautiful. I'm, I'm going to say one of those last pages actually scared me because I wasn't expecting <laughs> one of those creatures to jump out at me at the way it did. Just actually yeah. got me to startle a little. Like, and <laughs> Well, I had good... already read the book, so I, I kind of knew, but I didn't. yeah. That was, no. that was my first time experiencing the story in any way. Yeah. And it's just such a well-made pop-up book. It's gorgeous. Yes, it's so beautiful. It's one of my most treasured possessions. Same. Long Walk would probably be my number one. Let's make it into a movie. I really want to see it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's a story that... Yeah. Could definitely inspire a creative interpretation. For sure. It's so heart-wrenching. It is. And, yeah. To literally be on a walk a long walk where yeah (laughs) just don't stop walking yeah just don't stop but how could you not like i would have died on day one fucking people having to fucking shit themselves while walking like jesus yeah yeah i could not imagine having to continue to try and walk with a big old duke in my freaking (laughs) jumper I know, like, there was two people. There was the people that either got the strike for stopping and doing, or the people that just kept walking and let it go. Yeah. I would keep walking and let it go, because you don't want to waste the, what is it, two or three minutes that you get? Like, No, you don't want to use those at all, unless you're that one guy and just takes advantage of it. Like, there's that one guy that's loose with it at the beginning. 
Yeah, I can't remember. You literally only get like what three strikes and yeah. pop, pop, pop. So they I mean, tie them out so you can use them. Yeah. I mean, you literally have to. So, okay, it's been two and a half days since I freaking took a shit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and use one of my strikes now. I would totally shit my pants. That's not what I would want to take a break for. I would totally do it. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm dropping a deuce in my pants. Hey, you just got to pull your pants down. You don't do it in the pants. Yeah, I mean. Good point. Yeah. You just, just pull pop. everything to the side as you're yeah. walking. It's like a horse. You do just a little squat waddle. Just do a little squat waddle. You just got to maintain <laughs> like two miles an hour or whatever it is. The only reason I would stop is if I had the runs. Then I'd be like, okay, I've got to like, because no, I'm not going to soil my only pair of clothes. No, then you just aim it at the uh, at the opponents and slick them out <laughs> so that they stop and then you win. Very true story. True story. Everybody else gets killed the faster you... It's Stephen King freaking jumped the shark of the Hunger Games. And Suzanne No, the Hall- Hunger Games robbed him. That's well, what it is. Well, yeah, that's why I'm Ultimately, Suzanne Collins freaking oh. stole the whole freaking premise right out from underneath him. Love that page. It's a, it's a whole forest in a pop-up book. And then, like yeah. the when you pull up the panel and those uh, three guys come up, like at oh, the yeah. end, it like adds a scene. So it's like you're watching a movie in the pop-up book, and it's such an yeah. experience. This book is like, yeah, I love it. Um, I also have the illustrated version of the stand, or not stand, Salem's Lot. I do too. Which is so. It's a gorgeous Yay! book. I would, I it would, is a gorgeous book. I'm afraid to find out how much that pop-up book would cost online. It's not that bad. I, it it was not bad, or I wouldn't have bought it. Yeah, I got same. it on Thrift Books. I don't remember. And, I think I got it off eBay, but it was not that bad. I mean, I've had it for a few years, but I got it on Thrift Books, and I don't. It it would not have been more than forty dollars, or I wouldn't have bought it. Same. I'm pretty sure. Because you and I are pretty much of the same mind. Yeah. We're not spending no 300 bucks for it. No. No. I mean, I do have my slipcase Philly Summers coming. I'm excited for that. that, Well, that wasn't 300, but I'm excited for that to come. I got my slipcase for later. Oh, I love slipcases. They're so fucking... See, and I want some of that. I don't have any of those. I'm like... I got Blockade Billy right here. Nice. Yeah, I need to. I don't know how you get those though. Be like, do they release them when they release the books? Well, this is from Cemetery just... Dance. This is just on Cemetery Dance's website. Oh, Mr. Richard Shizmar. Uh, my uh, Jismar. I said Shizmar, not Jismar. No, I said Jismar. Oh, they said I said Jismar. Fun freaking Cemetery Dance. It, the cemetery dance the shining is the holy grail for me that i will never spend that much money on but god it's i would so die to pretty. have it it's such a pretty it, book i know it's so gorgeous like i just want it so bad but there's no way i mean right now i'm looking at one two three four five six seven eight nine ten copies of the shining all different versions i still got to get you the matte version of the paper yes because i'm looking I, it's at my, the I, have, I, I literally have a box of stuff to ship to you i just haven't oh. wrapped it up and put out a shipping label yet it's ready it's just not shipped oh that's okay that's so sweet but yeah i yeah that green cemetery green dance green i want green. real bad green i think i've got like seven or eight different versions of 
the green mile. I have one, three. Two, three. I only have one. It's the one with all the separate small books. I got that from Joey. I got uh, that. Yeah, and two that's where I got my six from too. I've got hardcover. I've got the six separate. I've got <laughs> oh god, a slip covered version. That's what I got is a slip covered version. One of those. I love it. Nice movie edition with Tom Hanks on the cover. And yeah, there's like two others that are sitting there. The only Holy Grail I have is the uh, OG Bachman books with um, Rage in it. That I got for 20 bucks at half price books. And it goes for like 150 bucks online. Yeah, nice. I, I got I have like every copy, um, most copies of that too. I, I literally probably have like three or four hardcover copies. <gasps> really, mine's not hardcover. It's the big one, but it's it's soft cover. That's the one I have. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't pull mine out right now because they're all packed away. Yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, because you're moving. I've got all right. a copy of that hardcover floating around upstairs in storage that I earmarked for you that I promised to you when I get to it. Oh, if you were looking for a hardcover, I could have gotten a copy to you, too. Oh, I would love a hardcover. Well, if, he's wants to... cover, if he's got you covered, yeah, he's I'll got take you it. covered. Yeah, well, as soon as I get to the box that it's in, I will get it wrapped up and packaged up and send it on off to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's wrap this up because, yeah, this is going to be a lot for me to edit again. But that's okay because it was fun. And I'm so glad you guys were here. We definitely have to do this again. Um, But, yeah, happy birthday, Stephen King. And congrats, Kevin, for finally coming on the show. I give you a four out of five. Solid four out of five. Thank (laughs) you for having me. Solid four out of five. I give you a five out of five. You're amazing. Yay, pageantries. Woo! You can't have my crown, but you know you're close. I'm gonna steal the crown. Be, what? Will always be your royal highness in our eyes. Yes, I am the queen of damn near everything. Like the card you sent me says, I have that up in my office. Bow Except down for debating. To, bow down to our queen, please. Thank you. All right. Well, you guys have a great weekend. I am so happy we did this, and to all the people. To my almost 1,600 downloads now. Woo-woo. Thanks, Casey. Love you, too. And uh, when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. And, Kevin, you have to stop that. (laughs) What? You're the one recording. You have to press. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Well, you're the one with with the Zoom chat. That's true. That's true. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate it. 